0: Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray.
1: Hi, welcome to the Nine Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Archiquette, and joining me once again is my good friend Joshua Gray.
2: Why do we always say once again? Like, I'm a part of this podcast.
1: Like, my name is said on the
2: intro. I'm not joining you.
1: It's, if it's... anything, I should say that I'm joining you because probably. You have, you're have you probably what? Out of like the 50 podcast episodes we've done, you have like a 50 for 50 spotless I know, record. right? Because I, miss... I don't
2: get vacation like some people do. <laughs>
1: Well, they say the best ability is availability, Josh. Right. So there yeah. you go. Way, way to be consistent. Thank you. I'm here for you. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, joining us today, we have one new guest and one returning guest. So we have Charlene Dagan. Did I, spell, did I say that correctly? Yeah. Cool. And she's here once again, uh, this time representing Whole Health. She's the Whole Health Program Manager. And joining us for the first time, we have Jade Unrubia, and she's the Whole Health Education Specialist.
3: Hi, thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. So Jade also was in a leadership class with me uh, about a year ago, two years ago. So we've worked together before, not in this capacity, but so you know what you're getting into. I do. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: of course, that was like pre and mid pandemic. So you know, our, our jobs have changed immensely since then. So this will be uh, this will be a conversation. And of course, Charlene, last time you were here. You were here for the um the uh healthy teaching kitchen right yeah
4: it's when i was in nutrition and food services
1: awesome and now yeah. you are taking over the whole health program uh, i think before we had <clears throat> dr garner on here was that correct or who was the the last whole health program coordinator we had here? we
4: haven't had a whole health coordinator for two years so oh. prior to me it was jenny childers clear back in 2018.
1: oh that's right okay yeah. so that was all pre-pandemic as yeah. well so yeah that's i mean that. That was obviously, uh, you know, some time ago, and we're, you know, happy to have the representation here because the, the whole health program is really a, a very important thing with the VA. And, you know, it, just looking at some of the things that uh, that you guys do for the veterans, um, it, it's great that we've got that reinstated and we've got some some leadership there.
4: Yeah, we're really excited about it.
1: So the reason we bring you here, besides just the fact that, you know, we haven't had any representation from whole health for a while, is that uh, October is patient-centered care month. And that really ties in in hand-in-hand with Whole Health, right?
3: It does, yeah. It does. Um, With Whole Health, what it does is Whole Health, it empowers and equips veterans to take charge of their own life, essentially living living their best life. So when veterans go in for an appointment, they don't have just that question of what's the matter with you, and the conversation changes to what matters to you. So it helps veterans kind of identify what they want their health for.
1: And I think it's such a great idea because, you know, in, in a lot of ways, the American healthcare model is very much like fixing what's wrong as opposed to doing, pro, you know, preventative maintenance. You know, you look at like the, you know, the car, you know, model where it's like, you know, you fix what's wrong with the car, or no, you go in for preventative maintenance to make sure you don't have those problems. Yeah. And it seems like Whole Health really, you know, kind of fits that same that same concept.
4: Yeah, that's exactly what they're looking for. And oftentimes people think of Whole Health as a program. And what it really is is uh, the VA's vision to overhaul their entire healthcare system. So Whole Health is actually not a program, which is the first thing I always tell people, is actually an entirely new healthcare system. So the VA is transitioning their healthcare system from Western medicine, which is that disease-focused model that you were just referencing, to an integrative healthcare system model, which focuses more on prevention and what people want their health for and focused on the veterans.
1: Okay, well, if I accidentally call it a program, Uh, it's just not a force of habit, I apologize. Everyone (laughs) calls
4: it a program and even my title is program manager, so it kind of confuses people. And so that's like the first people, that's the first thing I wanna like tell people is that it's an entirely different healthcare system. It's an integrative, like complementary and integrative healthcare system model. So we're integrating eight different complementary and integrative health modalities so there's more treatment options for veterans in that healthcare system and it's focused on prevention you
2: know we have a a a pretty much an an older uh patient base here and as people uh get older they get more and more set in their ways so Mm -hmm. do you find it's a challenge to try and overhaul somebody's habits when a lot of those habits are 50 60 years ingrained
4: um it depends it depends on the the veterans so one of the first presentations I did was to the Aliante um, Sun City Veterans Club and I did the pHI with them the personal health inventory form with them and they were very open um, and accepting of a lot of the things that we have to offer
2: so what what is a pHI?
4: The PHI is a personal health inventory form. I absolutely love this form because it helps identify what is important to our veterans. So when when you, so you both are, are veterans yourself.
0: Correct.
4: Um, and when you're in the military, you always had something you were focused on, right? Like a mission, a task list, some kind of purpose mm-hmm. that you were given. Um, and our veterans, when they transition out of the military, they often have a difficult time because they don't have that purpose and that focus. So the personal health inventory form or PHI, Um, one of the first questions it asks is, what are you passionate about? What is your purpose? What is your mission now? What's important to you? And most importantly, what do you want your health for? And so that's kind of that purpose of that forum is to help veterans identify what their purpose is now and what their we call it mission, aspiration and purpose or map um, to help them kind of identify what's important to them
1: now. Do you have a hard time getting them to be specific with their goals? Because obviously somebody can walk in there and just say, yeah, I, I want to be healthy. I, I want to eat better. I want to, you know, lower my blood pressure. You know, maybe they're pre-diabetic and they, they want to, you know, prevent getting diabetes. Um, you know, how do you get them to, to be more specific with their goals?
4: The form is actually really great because it walks them through that circle of health, which is a a little metric that we see in whole health frequently. It's like an overlapping massive Venn diagram, essentially like overlapping (laughs) circles of eight areas that are most applicable to, to health. So they are, they are things that most impact your health.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, so on the front of the form, it just asks like, how are you doing now? Like, how is your physical health How's your emotional health? Because that's often not a focus for people is your emotional health and well-being. Mm -hmm. And then what's your mission, aspiration and purpose? But on the back of the form, it walks them through all eight areas and says, uh, where are you now with moving your body or where are you now with um, with like um, spirit and soul or family and friends or recharging, like getting enough sleep and rest? And then it asks another question, which is, where would you like to be in this area? Mm-hmm. So it kind of exposes um, strengths and it also exposes some discrepancies in, in individual's health. Um, and then at the bottom of that form it asks, is there an area you'd like to start on? Like which area would you like to work in? Which I think is really important because it identifies priorities.
1: Do you find, hard, do you have a hard time getting veterans to be honest on those surveys? Because coming from the military, we were given a annual health exam, you know, where we would have to, not the same form, but, you know, in a similar format. Um, But how you answered questions would open up other questions. And then how you answered those questions could lead you to having to go to mental health or appointments. (laughs) You know, I remember the first one that I ever took, um, they asked you to, you know, well, how much on average do you drink per week or per month or <laughs> something like that? And as a newly twenty-one-year-old uh, active-duty service member stationed overseas for the first time, um, I was honest, and I got an immediate phone call about thirty minutes later <laughs> uh, asking, you know, you know, well, you know, do you think that you drink at a healthy amount? And I wasn't abnormal, but um, I found out quickly that you know you can get in trouble for answering questions the wrong way. Um, you know. Do you think that and I, I, I'm going to interrupt because I think that's an important thing. Like you
2: said, we got in trouble for that. <laughs> that's not trouble. That's that's the point. They're trying to look out for you and trying to make sure that 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 you're doing the right thing. So sure. I think it's kind of I, and I know that when when you're that age and in that situation, it's it's trouble to get a phone call. Right. But it's. It's that's one of the challenges of this kind of thing is breaking those stigmas that somebody calling to check up on you is getting in trouble, quote
1: unquote. Well, exactly. Yeah. And and I think when you're you know, when you are a twenty-one-year-old active duty member, yeah. you know, having to talk to somebody and adapt or or whatever, that's your biggest fear because right. you're yeah. worried that it's gonna affect your career, you know, your career progression and and you know what opportunities are gonna be available for you down the road. Um so you know, how do you guys get people to open up and, and guess, destigmatize some of the, the honesty involved in that?
4: Um, I always just tell them that this that that's just for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for their benefit. And, and I do see people that, you know, the the scale to rate themselves in each of those areas is one to five. And I see people put fives on everything. <laughs> like they're perfect in everything. And I'm like, wow. And you no, know, no, no one's not. really perfect in everything. <laughs> that's not a thing. Again, that's um, probably
1: military hangover from the, the firewall five. Right, You have yeah, to rate yeah, yourself fives across the yeah. board. So right.
4: I see that, like that kind of coming mm-hmm. in that form for some people. Um, but other people are, they take it very seriously and they're like, you know oh this is they realize it is for them so
3: or they realize like oh i didn't realize how much you know i wanted to focus more on my recharge my sleep and Mm -hmm. how it was really affecting me so um we've gotten really good feedback over when people fill out that phi
1: what are some of the areas you see consistently people struggle with
4: sleep like recharge like sleep and rest moving Uh, the body i think is a big one yeah and then nutrition Um, And then I also see things like in in the military, there was always, um, you know, like a chaplain or someone available to have that spirit and soul piece of Mm -hmm. it. And so I see a lot of people struggling with that. Um, And then um, I think those are the main areas that I see, like moving the body, food and drink, spirit and soul yeah
2: what are the what's the main roadblock that people come across with moving the body especially because we have you know more mature folks here taking this thing like like my kids i know why they don't move their bodies because they're sitting around playing video games all day (laughs) like (laughs) what are you guys finding is the is the reason why people don't get out and move for our veterans
4: i think just for all of us in general even not veterans it's just conflicting priorities right um, and you know, in the military, you had to make weight. You had it, yeah. there was there was you yeah. were incentivized yeah. to exercise, so that you could still stay in. And and now that you're out, um, there's not that incentive that goes on. And then there's things that are conflicting priorities, even if it's that, you know, you value a Netflix binge over exercising. Sure. Like that's even a conflicting priority, right? Mm-hmm. So I think conflicting <clears throat> conflicting values and priorities are always things that get in the way
1: you just got to multitask right (laughs) you can put put the treadmill right in front of (laughs) it's it's true
2: (laughs) well i mean i know when i got out of the air force i didn't want to exercise anymore like i i I looked forward to that and the 30 pounds that i put on when i left the air force proved that over the course of about two years and yeah yeah. but i i I did the same thing it just turned into well kids and life and i'm busy and oh i'll i'll run tomorrow and
1: it just never happened yeah but yeah. I, I think, you know, coming from the military, one thing that we always did focus on was the physical aspect of health. And, you know, with the the circle of health model, you you do have the, the emotional, the spiritual, the, the intellectual health well-being that you need to maintain. Um, and I think, you know, especially, I think maybe this is more of a guy thing, but mm-hmm. it's easy to say, well, okay, well, I'm just going to hit the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for a run. You know, those are things that are just easy to fix. You just know the, you know. But, like, how do you express to someone, you know, you need to look at your your emotional and your spiritual well-being as well.
4: Yeah, I think uh, for a lot of our veterans, they're starting to see that just because they're uh, they're having issues with a lot of those areas, uh, especially from a lot of things they've experienced as a result of their service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's communicated in different areas. So some are with behavioral health and they naturally get exposed to some of these things. Um, and then others are not not open to that because when you're in the service, that was also a flag, right? If, if you, you know, like that, that could actually get you discharged if you, if you needed to go to behavioral health or something like that. So that actually is a huge barrier for us of, um, helping expose people to some of these, taking care of your mental health and your emotional well being. But as veterans, how would you like, how would you like that to be addressed to you all?
1: You know, myself personally, um, you know, I was always somebody who kind of grew up a little bit more guarded where it was like you didn't really talk about your feelings. Like yeah. maybe, you know, maybe your mom, but that was about it. You know, you just, it was trying to, you know, not come across as being weak. And I think that was one thing that, that you know, talking to like somebody, I, I think seeing a counselor about things sometimes has been very helpful during my life, during my service time and, and since then. Um, but I, I, I know it did take some destigmatization it did take somebody to to say you know it you know it's not the worst thing in the world to to talk to somebody when you have issues yeah
0: you know,
2: and i i think for me i i never really had that kind of a problem worried about the the stigma because mm-hmm. i knew that that a lot of the talk that goes on about, oh, if you go to behavioral health, it puts like a flag on your stuff and mm-hmm. and and it's going to affect you for... I knew that was all just Barracks talk. That mm-hmm. was Barracks lawyers saying things <laughs> that they didn't know what they were actually talking about. Um, and, and working in public affairs and, and broadcasting in the Air Force, we were part of that messaging that, no, this isn't going to hurt you. So um, I, I don't think I really ever had that, that mm-hmm. issue because it was... I just knew better i guess i don't know if that's the right term to, to put there but you know no, I, but- I, I paid attention to the people who were on that side of the like like behavioral health and mental health when they said come to us it's not going to hurt you i believe them yeah. so uh, i know sometimes especially in the military people get in your ear and start talking to you and the uh the the urge is to believe those people instead of the professionals that are talking to you yeah um funny how that never changes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't I don't think I ever really had a, had an issue with that.
1: But it shows just, you know, between two veterans with two similar, you know, backgrounds. Similar yeah. backgrounds. We, I mean, we did the same mindsets. thing in the Air Force, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have, you know, two different mindsets when it came to to mental health and, you know, spiritual health things like that during our time in service so i mean yeah that just shows that you guys have a a very diverse group to have to to work with i'm sure
4: yeah and even things like that are very good for mental health such as like yoga or meditation those also that kind of macho mindset kind of plays into barriers with that as well because people perceive that as like oh yoga that's a girly thing Mm -hmm. so as veterans how like approaching you two how would how would that work for you two? I'm interviewing you now. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's good, yeah. I'm, I'm switching sure. the tables. I'm now, I'm actually now in charge of the podcast. We need, we
2: need, we need to actually have a, uh, <laughs> we need to recut all of our intros and everything, you know?
1: <laughs> no, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was actually just talking with a coworker about this recently because um, he had a back, he was having some back issues. Mm-hmm. And while I was in the military and I was doing a lot more lifting, um, i had hurt myself doing romanian deadlifts which as josh never joking around anything that starts out with Romanian or, or bulgarian anything probably in, not yeah, good for not you. Not gonna work um but i was doing deadlifts and i hurt my back yeah and it was it like it took me out of it for a while and i had during my physical therapy uh my physical therapist recommended doing yoga yeah i was like i I don't think I need to do yoga. I'm not, you know, I'm not a soccer mom, whatever, you know. And and I went and did it, and I loved it. And you know, once I got, you know, I think the hardest thing was going to it and having, uh, you know, some people who didn't look like they were physically fit that were able to do things that I wasn't able to do. Uh, and it a, it's an entirely different kind of strength and different kind mm-hmm. of, of fitness activity. Yoga is hard. It is. <laughs> you no, know, it really is. But like, I had, I've not had, you know, knock on wood, I've not had back problems since then
0: Um, and
1: I haven't done it for a little while I probably need to get back into it um but yeah there's there's a lot of things like that that once I kind of accepted it was a little bit more open-minded about it um I really enjoyed it and it was very helpful
4: yeah it's one of the most beneficial things for back pain and that's one of the things our veterans have a lot of from all that the packs and all the mm-hmm. you know things that you had to do in the military, sure. um, and then it's also really beneficial for trauma as well, and being able to release you know pe- like the trauma and things from like um, MST and PTSD and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that barrier of trying to get people to start that because they perceive cool. that as like the soccer mom thing, <laughs> um, that is a barrier for us as well. So, yeah.
1: Still can't find yoga pants that fit me, though. <laughs> a little too tall for that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yoga is one of many different programs that, that we have. And we'll, uh, we're going to take a quick break here coming up, and we'll, we'll talk about some more of those therapies that we offer here at the VA.
0: You're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that
4: I always count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed
0: any help.
3: It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there.
0: Your call. Your presence. Your words.
3: Your
4: support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at
0: veteranscrisisline.net. Welcome back to the Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related healthcare news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray.
1: Welcome back to the Nine Line podcast. John and Josh here with Charlene and Jade, and we are talking about whole health. It's co-host Charlene now. Co-host Charlene, right? yeah. I think she is just, I, just yeah. host. I probably should have welcomed everyone back. Probably. Yeah. So we just got done uh, talking a little bit about yoga, and um, you know, that, apropos of, of the yoga conversation, we actually just started a new yoga program yesterday, right?
3: Yes, we have a it's a women's veteran um, yoga class. It's every Thursday from eleven thirty to twelve thirty, so it's an eight week series. Right now, they're doing just chair and standing yoga. So anybody can join this. They would just have to ask for a referral from their clinician. But we've gotten great feedback um, from a few of our veterans who participated yesterday stating that, you know, right after that yoga session, it just changed their whole mood. They felt great. So they're really excited that this is something that we're offering here now.
1: So you said chair yoga. So this is something that you don't necessarily have to be able to, you know, do all the different positions and things like that, right?
3: Yep, chair and standing, and if this is to accommodate if they're in a wheelchair as well, they can attend this class as well.
1: Excellent. And this is virtual, you said as well.
3: It's just going to be in person right now. Okay.
1: All right, because I know there were plans about doing something virtually later on. Then.
4: Yeah, we actually the our full time yoga instructor who is Scott. Okay. Um, he's actually transferring from PMNR to Whole Health. Um, oh, excellent. So this month he'll be transferring to Whole Health. And so some of those classes in the future will be virtual through him.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. And because we do have a lot of people who listen who are employees here, there's also an employee yoga session going on too?
3: Yes. Employee yoga is every Tuesday from 1130 to 12. So staff can join in person in room 1C150. Or they can join virtually via Teams. So anybody that's working at any of the primary care clinics, like in Pahrump or Northwest, they can all join virtually. And this class is taught by Carla Blair, who's a PA here at our facility.
1: Oh, excellent. Okay. And you get a pretty good reception for that on Tuesday?
3: Yes, we've had a lot of excitement, especially for people who are here at the hospital. They're excited to kind of be able to do something in person and have that during their lunch break, kind of as a stress reliever through the day.
1: Uh, another thing that uh, I know we just recently celebrated, uh, the employee gym is finally reopened, um, which, yeah. you know, it's been, what, a year and a half now since yeah. they closed it? So uh, I went and took a little tour there when they did the, the ribbon cutting, and I saw they had some new equipment now, too, I think.
4: Yeah, we have some things in there, and we're adding some more things, Some just just like some adjustable dumbbells, um, some a kettlebell. Resistance bands, yeah. So we're adding some things like that in there well, as lots well. Lots of
1: things that start with Romanian and Bulgarian. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, John, we got you. <laughs> you no, know, but there's like, there's a few cardio machines in there, um, like a Bowflex. There's like a number of, of machines you could really do a full workout in there. Yeah. Um, I used it when I, when I first moved here, um, prior to the you know the COVID closing and everything. And um, yeah, it's it's nice to, to be able to have that option here for for employees who don't get a chance to to go out to you know a gym. Um, What prerequisites do we have to have to be able to get access to it now?
3: So all employees need to complete a TMS course. Um, It's TMS, I think it's Employee Fitness Center, and the number is four two nine nine zero six nine. that's the TMS ID number. (laughs) Then once they complete it, they need to email our Whole Health email group, which is V-H-A-L-A-S, Whole Health, just letting us know that they completed it, and then we'll go ahead and send a um their name over to VA police and then they'll get access it is about a 24-hour turnaround time for them to gain that physical access to the gym
1: okay and it is also in the daily update so I'm sure every employee here is reading a daily update thoroughly every day uh, <laughs> if not go ahead and scroll through it and find the uh, <laughs> the employee gym uh, sign up instructions because it's on there
2: I like your jokes
1: funny man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so getting back into uh, the general whole health stuff, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the feedback, uh, but like, specifically, uh, you know, are you are you hearing from a lot of veterans who are, you know, enthusiastic about the program?
3: They are. We actually started a women's program, or a it's called the Thrive Program, and we're starting it off in the women's clinic. And it's a shared medical appointment. So you're with the same group of women for 14 weeks, but what we've had is that people who are participating in this program, that's something that they look forward to every week. Um, They're building relationships with other veterans, um, learning about things that other veterans offer in the community, like community yoga. So um, it's been great. They're able to share experiences and also our facilitators share experiences too. So kinda it's a good bonding for everybody and we've gotten great feedback. And through that 14 week program, we actually go through that circle of health, but there's additional topics like um, financial health, sexual health. And then we have like a whole creativity section. So they, what we've gotten back is that it's just something that they look forward to every week, something different. They're really happy that it's a program that we're offering here at the VA.
1: You know, programs like Thrive, you talk about and just the whole health model in general, is that something that's, that's exclusive to the VA or do you have things like that outside in, you know, the community clinics?
4: There's pieces of whole health outside in community clinics. Um, so uh, hospitals that do integrative health have parts of that, but there's I haven't seen anything in the U.S. that's uh, an entire healthcare system that's an integrative healthcare system. That's the entire system. Is that?
2: So the the question I have is the same kind of question we had when we had the f- folks in here talking about our primary care model versus mm-hmm. how it gets done elsewhere. Is mm-hmm. why, like what? Why this seems so? much like a much much better way to to handle health like you know an ounce of prevention mm-hmm. kind of thing right why why is this not that prevalent
4: um i think a lot of the for a few reasons it's a, number one it's a lot of work mm-hmm. uh number two their clinicians don't receive this education so um i'm by trade i'm a dietitian so as a clinician this wasn't education that I received in in my program. So we're not, this isn't integrated in any of our our, uh, education platforms currently. So doctors aren't receiving this usually, Um, social workers, psychologists, we each get little pieces of it, but not the whole healthcare system. Um, And then a lot of the complementary and integrative health modalities um, haven't been accepted by a lot of clinicians as like, proper standards of care, like they viewed it as alternative rather than something that could be a good treatment modality. And there's been such a large body of evidence now that's been put forward over like decades that the things that we're implementing at the VA have a really sound body of clinical evidence that show they're beneficial for care and that we could create that into our health, healthcare system. Well,
2: hopefully this will be one of those things where people at the executive levels outside of the VA look at what the VA is doing and go, hey, that kind of makes sense. And, yeah. and try and incorporate a lot of that because it seems simply like... Just a,
1: a great idea. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to live like this. Well, I think the VA is unique in that we we have so much synergy between our different services. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy for us to perform a warm handoff from mm-hmm. somebody from Whole Health to, you know, say you wanted to refer them to a dietitian. You know, it's easy just to tell them, you know, go downstairs and you, you talk to our dietitians. or, you know, if they need uh, physical therapy or, or, you know, mental health. It's mm-hmm. easy for us to refer them because we are such a synergistic organization. Internally, at least, Um, you know, I I don't know if that is that same model applies in the community where you've got so many, you know, how do you bill for that? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) when it's a profit driven system, um, you know, it makes it maybe a little bit more difficult. Yeah, And they're
4: also siloed in the community, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go to a primary care and a separate physical therapist and separate like specialty services and they're all in different locations and they're not one system where here everything is under one roof. So it makes a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. I mean, I. I understand why it might be difficult for the community, but it, I guess it makes me more grateful as a veteran who gets their care here. Yeah, that, uh, that there is that uh, you know that warm handoff and, and the ability to just work together with things. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that's that is driving a lot of the the VA's innovation is, is apps mm-hmm. and you know some of the technology and you know everyone's using a smartphone here. It almost seems like it's not even generation dependent anymore. You walk through the halls and you see even some of our oldest veterans still Mm -hmm. using phones. Um, The the Live Health app, I'm sorry, the uh, it's Live Whole Health app. Sorry, Um, really, really well rated on on the Apple Apple iTunes Store and Google Play. Uh, Sounds like it looks like they've got a lot of downloads on there. Uh, What are you hearing from the feedback on that app? Are you are you personally using it?
4: I am. It's on my, my VA phone. (laughs) Um, I really like it. It actually walks the, one of the first things it does is it walks veterans through that personal health inventory form. So it's a digital version of that form. And so it, it kind of gets them, they can, they could even do it while they're in the, in the waiting room, waiting for their appointment. They could do that personal health inventory form and share that with their clinicians. Um, so that's the very first thing it does. And then you can actually set reminders so that you're it's following up to see if you're working on the area of your focus that you wanted to work on.
1: With the, the PHI form, kind of going back to that a little bit, um, do you have them kind of keep track of their progress as they're going through?
4: So in the future, what we're gonna do is work with whole health coaches. Um, our, our goal is to try to get some whole health coaches on staff in the next year. Um, And the whole health coaches will be working with them individually. So our providers can't always provide that, like follow up from one week to the next. But a coach can work with the veterans individually, one to one on those specific goals. And so that's what the coaches will be doing. And both Jade and I have taken the whole health coach training. um, So we'll be kind of mentoring those people as they come on board. Um, But they'll be coaching veterans on their individual health behaviors and what their focus is. um, And then working with them every other week or once a month, whatever they prefer.
1: How do you, how does a veteran request a whole health coach?
4: When we get them on board. So right now we don't have them on board, (laughs) so so don't request yet. Um, But what they would do is they, they would work with their primary care. So we're going to have, my goal is to have them embedded with the packed teams um, and even some of the specialty care providers so that they can kind of do that warm handoff or refer them straight from a primary care provider or a specialty care provider.
1: So, in addition to being Patient Centered Care Month, um, October is also Depression Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And you know, during the pandemic, we've had a number of guests on from mental health, uh, behavioral health, uh, MST things like that. But you know, depression is something that very much fits into the whole health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that you know, if you're suffering from depression, that may affect your physical health, it mm-hmm. may affect your spiritual health as well. And there's probably things you can do to try to to mitigate the effects of depression. Um, how often do you guys see depression factor into your whole, the whole health? Uh,
4: depression is one of the, one of the main reasons that they started the whole health model. Um, there were pieces of it as soon as people were coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan that they were trying, you know, trying to help veterans with, um, Is the whole reason that we have the intro to whole health class for our veterans. That was solely to help with like suicide prevention and to try to reduce depression. And that's why the first thing they do is identify mission, aspiration, and purpose. But if you look at the circle of health, all of those circles overlap, like you said. So one affects the other. Um, And then a lot of the complementary and integrative health modalities are solely to help with depression, anxiety, stress, things like that. So that's a huge piece of whole health is helping with, helping with depression.
1: So last question I have for you guys, this is a, lot, a little, little more uh, off the radar here. What direction do you hope to see Whole Health go in the future?
4: Um, my vision for Whole Health, and I think the VA's vision is that um, every single staff, every provider, every clinician is living a Whole Health lifestyle for themselves. And integrating in th- that in their respective practice, and so that's kind of the, the VA's vision for that, um, because we have to we have to have those behaviors ourselves as staff, um, so that we are supporting ourselves, so that we can better support our veterans, um, and then we integrate it in our respective areas as well. So, like behavioral health staff, integrate it in their areas, nutrition integrated integrated it's in their areas. The BAS service, like the scheduling service, mm-hmm. integrates Whole Health in their areas. So it should be just naturally integrated in every area of the VA and how we provide better care to veterans so that it's more patient-centered.
1: So I, I know we talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's staff-focused. Um, veterans, or sorry, employees who want to become more educated on the Whole Health program, Um, I know that there is uh, more opportunities available for uh, the whole health classes.
3: Yes. So each month um, we have a whole health, it's called whole health 102, whole health for you and me. So in this class, it actually focuses on yourself as an employee. Um, We go over the PHI and we have participants fill out the PHI in this training. Um, we go over, you know, things to help with self-care. Like we work on a focus area, like moving the body and some ideas on what you can do to help improve moving the body. So what that class is, it it teaches employees their own, um, help me out with this, Charlene. Self-care. Yeah, yeah. self-care. And then the Whole Health 202, um, we offer that one once a quarter, and that's for clinicians. So that's applying whole health in clinical care. And that's for any, any clinician here at our facility to attend. All of these are virtual via Teams.
1: Okay. And just to give you some times here, the 102 class, the next one will be Thursday, October 28th from noon to 4. Um, there will be a Wednesday, November 17th from 8 to 12 and a Wednesday, December 15th from 12 to 4, correct?
3: Yes. Okay. And then all of these classes are actually taught by VA staff here at our facility, too.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, before we let everyone go, uh, I do have to give a few announcements because, as we mentioned before, there were some changes recently here at the VA. Um, We have moved the vaccine pod from the uh, the 1A classroom that it was in, the small classroom by the west entrance. It's now been moved back to the auditorium. So the reason I say vaccine pod, not just covid pod, is because we are doing both flu shots and covid vaccines there at the, the auditorium pod. At the moment, we do require um, a appointment for veterans for the um, COVID booster. Um, There is an age requirement, so 65 and above, uh, or those who have um, immune uh, are immunocompromised. So uh, the hours starting next week will be from eight o'clock in the morning until five o'clock p.m. And those again are appointment required from Monday through Thursday. And Friday will be dedicated for staff, uh, for COVID boosters, and for initial COVID vaccines. Um, again, flu shots will also be given there. And it is important to note that you can get your flu vaccine and your COVID vaccine simultaneously. So there are, you know, the CDC is already given the go-ahead on that. And Dr. Daisley and Dr. Kung were here and talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, so if you're, you want to get all your shopping done in one stop... You know, come get your your flu shot and your COVID shot at the same time.
2: But it's not really simultaneously. They're not hitting you with two needles at the same time. It's no. one and then the
1: other, right? I mean, they did that for us in the military. Well, <laughs> they mean, literally just set yeah. up a gauntlet and just had us walk through. I don't think we're doing that. No, 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 we're we're a little bit kinder and gentler at the VA than they are <laughs> <laughs> in the army. <laughs> um, so again, um, those are the the hours and uh, details for the pod. Feel free to check on our Facebook page and social media as we will give updates on those as they are subject to change. Um, I wanna thank both of you guys for joining us today. It was great talking about whole health and Josh, it was great seeing you again too. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here as always. All right, we'll be back in two weeks.
0: You've been listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash LasVegasVA. Thanks for listening.